Hey, Georgetown, I'm Everett. And I'm Jake. And welcome to the GBC Empower Podcast, episode 432. Now, you might Good be thinking, grief. you might be thinking, I haven't seen that many episodes. Well, most of them get deleted, so. The <laughs> internet told us they could not be there, but we will not stop. We will endure. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, um, so how's, how's your week been? Man, it's been awesome. I'm uh, just living my life to the fullest. Living it to the fullest. Yes, Mine, mine's been a paradise. I didn't know paradise was this rainy, wet, and cold. I thought it was warm and sunny, but no, I've been wrong. There's different versions of paradise, apparently. I guess, I guess so. So, anyways, we're kind of going back to uh, the question uh, format for uh, early 2024, just because uh, we've got plenty of questions for you, and then also just as we uh, are ministering our church, just like, man, what are some good questions that our church could uh they either know the answer to and we can elaborate more on, or we just want to communicate to the church as well, because in the end, that is what this podcast is all about. So the question I have for you, Jake, is, man, why should I volunteer? Um, like in general or? Um, yeah. In the church. Oh, in the church. Yeah, I don't need to volunteer in our community. <laughs> good, because I could tell you some good places. But mm-hmm. yes, um, volunteering in the local church. Yes. Um, I feel like it's something that people tend to want to do when they first join a church, mm-hmm. but then somehow along the way, um, busyness creeps in. Um, just the, it seems like in our, in our society, it's like you've got the springtime, the fall time, um, the winter time, and there's really not a time anymore where it seems like things begin to calm down. No. Um, or our version of calming down is still very busy and people can come up with reasons why, you know, they can't uh, volunteer and, and, and listen, some of them are good reasons. Um, you know, I know people that if, if they're just new in their faith and they are so very, very hungry to learn and understand who God is. So they are trying to find as many Bible studies as they can. And, you know, I try to always uh, foster that, you know, when a person needs that. Um, But there has to come a point as a Christian where um, we understand why volunteering is so essential because it's not just that, hey, the church needs me. Okay. Mm -hmm. God doesn't need any of us. God doesn't need me to be the pastor. He doesn't need you to be the youth minister. Um, he doesn't need Donna. Uh, prop, uh, (laughs) I mean, a lot of people think that that he does, but because she does such a good job, but he doesn't need any of us. Mm -hmm. Um, God lets us join him in what he's doing. And a lot of times we'll say, well, you know, this isn't really my spiritual gifting. Mm -hmm. Volunteering has nothing to do with your spiritual gifting. Nope. Not at all. Okay. Like, being a part of the body of Christ is absolutely something where if God gives you a gift, you join in it. But volunteering is is meant to give up your time uh, to be able to serve the body of Christ, to help the body of Christ continue to move forward. And, and we've just developed uh, four reasons why someone ought to volunteer because shame isn't going to work. You know, I can tell you a hundred reasons why you should volunteer, but I'm pretty sure you can do that yourself. So instead we just like to give you four, uh, good spiritual reasons why people should want to volunteer. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I would love to go first because this is something that um, was taught to me when I was a youth. And it's something that um, has proven uh, time and time again to be absolutely true. And that one is relationship building. And I'm specifically talking about my relationship with my wife. Um, 
I was taught um, at a very young age in youth that, like, man, um, it was actually from Jason Brown. I'm going to call him out. Jason says he never feels closer to his wife than when he's serving the Lord with her. And, like, I always just took heart to that. So, like, me and Mal's first year of marriage, like everybody else's first year, really hard. But our times that were closest was when we were serving together. And I'm not meaning, like, hand in hand. Sometimes, like, I'd you know, in our, in our walk of life and being in a youth minister— I'd be serving the youth uh, boys over here, and she'd be serving the youth uh, girls students over there. And, like, maybe we don't even see each other, but it really built the time when we came back together, like, after a week of False Creek, after D-Now, after Easter Tree, after a Wednesday night. Like, we get to come back and convene and just talk about what God did, why we were serving, and it really brought us closer together. Like, truly— and there's also times where we do get to be um, just hand-in-hand hand serving. A lot of times when Brett asks us to serve, we get to be hand-in-hand in, hand in that and just do it together. And, um, I mean, honestly, it helps our communication in our marriage because we're, we're talking about just serving and, and what God has shared with us, and, all, like, it just helps that. And then it just helps uh, just a general closeness. And so, like, seriously, whether your relationship's good, bad, ugly, great, whatever— serving and volunteering in the local church, man, it really brings you closer to your significant other. Well, and it also, you know, with your significant other, it, it enhances your marriage, but it also helps you simply get to know people oh, in the yeah. church. Um, you know, I can give several great examples. Um, Diane Moss, uh, one of the ladies in our women's ministry, um, I've seen her get to know um, um, Donna Hughes really well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Diane is not the teacher of her class. Mm-hmm. Um, what Diane does is she comes in and serves um, the the ladies' class by um, making sure that if a visitor comes, that they they fill out a card yeah. so that they can get a call to to invite them back. Um, Diane also um, she organizes the get-togethers for the women. And what that's done is brought um, Donna and Diane so much closer together to where they're they're a bond you just can't separate. Oh yeah. Um, and that's just one story of very many where where you know people will come and they'll join a local church, they'll come and they'll sit on a Sunday morning, but you really never get to talk to people. Mm-hmm. One of the best ways you can build a relationship is serve alongside them whether it be out in our lobby greeting people, whether it be out in our parking lot um, helping people get parked and, and get where they need to be, serving in one of our different ministries in the church, um, helping in the kitchen whenever we have funerals. I mean, there are so many different ways uh, that a person can come and, and dive into what, what God's doing, but they're going to get to do it with people, yeah. and they're going to get to know those people. So it's not simply the church just needing you. I think, I think people need this in their lives. Yes. They need to connect with other people. So building strong relationships. Um, let's, um, let's, let's go to what we put down as number three. Let's make it our number two. Yeah. Okay. Um, it also just builds us spiritually. So, you know, I've heard many people say it's really hard to, to, to pour out from an empty cup. Yeah. And I understand what happens. I've been in situations where I've been spiritually dry Mm -hmm. and what that meant was Jake, you need to go through some form of a season of rest. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's trying to get away for a few days or take two or three weeks uh, where I'm not doing as much serving and I'm actually just spending time with people. But I definitely think you got to be careful when you, when you just say that means I'm unplugging from everyone and every thing 
because you can also make the case that serving actually fills your cup. What do you yes. think about that, Mav? No, absolutely. I, I've struggled with rest all my 25 years, and it's because when we think of rest, we don't you, we don't think of spiritual rest. Yeah. We don't think about how Jesus spoke about rest. He doesn't say, oh, if you need rest, you know, go on vacation, go watch football for six hours, go sit, go unplug. No, he goes, come to me, all those who are weary, and I will give you rest. Like Jesus is the one who who can give that rest. And so oftentimes when I find myself like burned out or or over, you know, serving, it's really not over serving, it's overdoing. Yes. It, it's more of an aspect of like, okay, uh I'm I'm serving so much not for God's sake, but more for like I need something to do or or it's the other aspect of like I am not spending my personal time with Jesus. Like I am not reading my Bible. I'm not spending time in prayer. I'm not worshiping. I'm so focused on do, 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 do that. I'm not taking 15 minutes a day to just study God's word. I'm not coming to him to find rest. Yes. And why is it that when I hit these moments where I'm overwhelmed, the first place I'm tempted to remove my involvement is the church. Mm -hmm. It's never in my extracurricular activities it's never in uh, being way too focused on work and not, yeah. you know, not putting my phone down when I come home. It's always tends to be, well, I just need to quit serving as much. And, and again, there are people in the church that overserve. Yeah. But, but that's, that's not the norm. Uh, usually it's, it's just the case of we just have to organize our lives better. But you actually will be built up spiritually if you if you come into it with the right mindset, um, you you seek to make a difference where you are, and you love the people around you. and And I'm telling you, um, one of my favorite things about serving alongside people and serving the Lord is is I learn so much, um, I experience so much. You know, yeah. going. I remember being taught how to do hospital visits. Mm. Um, I would go by my, you know, I would go by myself with our pastor and he would say, I just want you to pay attention to what I do. And I would go to just countless hospitals with him, but just watching him make those visits and being a part of that, I just looked around and I went, man, I'm so blessed to be able to learn how to do this well and how to do it effectively. And, uh, it, it does fill your cup and, yeah. and you may go to bed tired, but spiritually you are alive and, and that's a blessing and not something we should refrain from. Um, so I encourage you, you know, don't be afraid to, to, to see the spiritual benefits from volunteering and helping. And when things do get difficult, you know, come and talk and, and ask yeah. questions. And, and this is not a life sentence. You, you can take a Sunday off. You can take two Sundays off. We, we do that every year. Mm -hmm. We, we take off Sunday school, um, they're in the week of Christmas. They're in the week of New Year's because we care about our Sunday school teachers. We want people to breathe a little bit. Rest yeah. is also a good thing, um, but uh, but resting all the time uh, sometimes will leave us actually spiritually empty more than if we're serving more often. Yeah, it, it, it's resting in the Lord. There, there's, <coughs> there's two major differences. You know, we we take those breaks from Sunday school to to make sure we evaluate why do we do Sunday school? Because oftentimes it can just feel like oh, I'm just teaching a lesson. I'm just going through a book. But no, it's it's definitely definitely um, why we're doing it. So um, let's bring on to uh, number two. Uh, actually, let me let me say this one one quick. Oftentimes, people also don't volunteer because it's like, 
well, there's just great classes on Wednesdays or Sundays, so I can't help. Let me tell you something that our church does for, for me and Mal very often, because guess what? We don't, you know, because of my job and because of her willingness to serve, we don't get to go to adult classes on Wednesdays or on Sundays. I've had plenty of people who teach classes just be like, hey, you know, y'all seem interested in this or we want to teach you this. Could y'all like come to our house like on Tuesdays or on something? You know, there's always like these alternatives. And it, and it's so great because, again, our, our church loves our people and we want to make sure we take care of our people. So that way you're getting filled by serving and you're also getting filled by community and, and, and Bible study. So if you're if you're serving heavy on Wednesday, we have things for you to do on Sunday. Yeah. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Or other times. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of lot of ways that you can get connected and be filled for sure. Yeah. So um the second reason or technically the third reason is it's what leaders do. Uh Jake, could you elaborate on that? Sure. Well, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, you know, they they were trying so hard to understand. And, <laughs> yes. I, and I'm glad to see that. that I can uh, relate. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying so hard to understand, but Jesus walks up among them and, and they're arguing about who's the greatest amongst us. Who's the one that's going to uh, make the biggest impact. And, um, you know, Jesus in Matthew chapter 20, verses 26 through 28, he said, it must not be like this among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Um, Why serve? Because it's what leaders do. It's what disciples do. Um, The the more you grow in Christ, the more you learn to understand him. Um, it's uh, It's an amazing phenomenon. The more you learn in Christ, the more you learn to give up for him. Yes. And some of that is your time. Um, I, you know, I serve a lot. I'm a pastor. So clearly, I mean, that's kind of something I do. But it gives me so much joy when I know that something I'm doing is opening the door for another family to be able to go sit in on a class. It doesn't bother me on the least bit on a Wednesday night when kids are in our lobby and we're waiting on parents to get done in Bible study. I will stand there for a whole hour if that means that that mom and dad are getting to be enriched with the Word of God um, because that's why we serve. We don't serve simply to receive a benefit from it, even though many people claim that they do, and you do receive a benefit. But part of being a responsible Christian is identifying where are the areas in the church that need help and being the one to say, give me the job that less people want to do. I learned that as a children's minister, and um, and 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 I think it, we need to say it. Um, our children's minister always need our children's ministry always needs more volunteers uh, because it tends to be parents serving in the children's ministry, which is wonderful. But we also want parents to be able to be enriched as well. So we need lots and lots of people serving in children's ministry. Maverick, you know one of the hardest places to get people to serve is? Children's ministry. (laughs) I remember being um, uh, a children's minister, and I just could not get people to want to teach the three-year-olds class. Mm. Uh, Nobody tends to have a spiritual gift to teach three-year-olds. There's always that one, but I'm saying, like, you don't normally meet people that go, you know what, put me with the three-year-olds. You know who needs to be with a three-year-old? The person that understands 
that that they're going to go serve where no other people won't. And yes. God's going to bless that person by doing that. So I want to encourage you, if you're listening today and, and you've always been on the fence on why is serving important and you're kind of like, well, yeah, but it's hard and it's inconvenient and it's challenging. Um, somebody stepped up and did what was inconvenient so you and I could hear the gospel of Jesus. So why wouldn't we uh, return that and live our lives exactly the same and, uh, and live sacrificially? Um, I think that's something that needs to be dusted off and brought back to the forefront of the church. Let's be sacrificial people and let's serve. Let's go find places and be a part and, and stop running away. What what I love about just recently, just in the volunteers uh, that I've experienced is just like, put me where you need me. That's the mentality we have to have. Yeah, put you where I need you. It might be cleaning toilets. Is that very fun? No, it's not. We don't clean toilets. But but like it, it could be a job that that's not super glorious. But in the in the kingdom of heaven, is really one job more important than the other? Or is the act of serving the most important thing that we can do? You know, why is it what leaders do? Well, look at Jesus. We spend so much time in his miracles because they're fantastic and great. But why on earth was he doing those miracles? To serve the people who needed a miracle in their life. It wasn't always convenient. In fact, it was pretty inconvenient most of the time. But it's what he did, and because of his servanthood, it it taught people the gospel without even words, you know, and like that's how, you know, you want to be a leader in your home. You want to be a leader to your kids. You want to just be a leader in the church. When you serve, you're setting an example just as Christ set the example for how we're supposed to live, how we're supposed to act and guys, how we're supposed to serve. So we've got a lot of people that model this on a, on a weekly basis. We have people that serve so much in this church that they they put to shame some people that I see work full time at a church. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and it's an incredible thing. But we want to see that number grow because we don't want we want to see more people become leaders because that's how you become a leader at Georgetown is serve people. Um, And and we want that so you can grow. Yes, it's going to help our church and all that stuff and great, you know, but really we want that so you can grow in your walk with Christ so that you can have a closer relationship with Jesus because we know that that's the most important thing you can have. Amen. So um, number four is healthy churches have healthy volunteers. So, you know, you read uh, any books on church growth. Um, you have to be able to sustain the growth that's headed your way. So think of it like a, like a bone, a bone structure. If you have 240 pounds worth of flesh on a skeleton, that skeletal structure has to be able to hold up that much weight. Okay. Well, you have to have the type of volunteer base that can handle the amount of people that are coming and participating and not simply just filling a job, not simply just checking a box, but doing it with the joy in their hearts, whether you're greeting people when they're walking in the door or you're finding a place in the church to serve. Whenever the church has people that are joyfully and gladly fulfilling the role that God gave them and not just the role that they enjoy, but a role that the church needs to be done. When the more people you have doing that, the healthier the church will become because it just becomes a regular uh, cyclical motion that when people begin to see, wow, when I go to this church, um, 
the people are so happy to be a part of what God is doing. The people are serving and, and they're finding, um, they're finding meaning in that serving and they're not just simply doing it until it's over with and then getting out of there. Um, this is the kind of thing that makes a church just, just flourish. It makes a church thrive. And, um, this year we're, we're making huge headway into the future of what's going on at Georgetown and the future of this entire area. And uh, if we're not growing in our volunteer base, then, uh, we're really going to struggle in a few years. So couldn't encourage our church to more, uh, (laughs) encourage our (laughs) church more to find a place to volunteer and, and learn through that. And, and, and maybe you get into that role and, and, and you get hit in the face with, whoa, this is hard. Whoa, this is different. Um, let us help you continue to, to find your footing in that. Uh, but I will say this. I tell my kids this all the time. If it was easy, everybody would do it. The hard is what makes it so great. And if, if serving in the church was easy, we wouldn't do podcasts on why serve in the church. Yeah. People would already be answering that question. But when we learn to embrace the hard and we say, you know what, God, I'm not going to run away from this. I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to trust you to, to guide me through this. You're going to begin to grow in a way spiritually that, that, that you're going to see your area become so great that we're going to have to find new volunteers so that you can go to a new area of the church and teach people to do exactly what happened. Um, so let's volunteer, friends. Let's jump in. Let's not be afraid. Let's trust the Lord. All right, I'm in. I'm ready to volunteer. <laughs> Put me in, coach. All we right. need you to teach three-year-olds on, Let's do on it. Sunday. Let's do it. I'll have a. I'll have Landry Edwards help me teach three. <laughs> He'll be just fine. All right. Anyways, guys, thank you so much. And again, if you have any further questions that's what this thing is for is to help communicate and help spur on questions please ask me or jake or if you want to volunteer and you're like you know what we've been praying about this a long time i've been praying about this a long time um say put me in coach and we'll know where to put you anyways guys thank you so much we love you and we'll see you soon bye guys